19 years ago on today, America had one of the biggest catastrophes that we ever had. And I know that it is something that I will never. TGIF. This is your girl Tawanda with Clutch by Real Girlfriends Across America. And today on our special show, we're talking about privacy and cameras. Stay tuned for more. TGIF, everyone. Hopefully you're doing well. Today is definitely a day to remember. So as we get started on our call tonight, as you just heard about privacy and cameras, I want to go around to everyone on the line to see how they're doing on this awesome TGIF. We'll go out to the DMV area to Miss Alexis. How are you doing tonight, lady? I'm doing well. It's just a day today that I like to take a moment of silence to remember all the lost souls we lost 19 years ago and to thank God for the many men and women who still defend our nation to make sure we live free every day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that and glad you're doing well as well as remembering those that we lost. All right, talk to us, 209. Um, I actually um, remembered through a friend that today was the anniversary of 9-11, and it brought back a lot of memories of where exactly I was when um, 9-11 happened. Um, I really didn't need to see any images to have a vivid picture in my mind of that day. Um, I remember I was standing in the living room slash dining room with my mom and my dad, and we were staring at the television as these planes flew into, you know, those buildings and we were watching it and everybody was like, this can't be happening. Like, it's not real. Like I can still see it. Like, like it just happened yesterday in my head. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I can definitely remember that as well. I'm going out to you two, six, seven, and that was K. And now we're going out to six, seven, which is C. Hi. Um, I'm tired uh, today, and um, yeah, I remember I was in, I had just graduated high school when um, 9-11 happened, and I had went to work, and everyone was like, did you hear what happened? And I'm in my own little bubble, because I hadn't even, I think, turned on the TV that day, and I'm like, no, what's up? And they're like, how do you not know what happened? And, you know, they told me what happened, and, you know, they played it on the radio. Um, so I was surprised when I did go home and actually did see what happened. Um, and it's, it is obviously something that's very um, sad and something that um, we'll never forget. Absolutely. Yeah, I can remember it like it was yesterday as well. And it's so crazy because we think back to September the 8th, September the 20th, we probably have no idea what we were doing a week before or a year before. However, 911, 9-11 is definitely something that I know that I'll never forget as well. And I know that um, – I was going to Vegas every year for a conference with a company I was working with, and the next year after 9-11, the conference actually fell like the 9th or the 12th every year, and the company was wondering why the enrollment was so low, but I knew there was no way in hell I was going to be on a plane or going out of town on 9-11. And I know just like we were thinking about when the year 2000 came in, I'm not sure about you guys, but a lot of people are thinking, oh, the world is going to end 2000 from 1999 to 2000 because we're not ready. Well, when this actually happened, um, it definitely 
was something that shocked the nation as well. So definitely 9-1-1-9-11 is something that we will never forget. And one thing in reference to our call tonight talking about privacy and cameras, ever since 9-11, so many different things has happened. So many different things have changed. There's been so many systems put in place to look at keeping us safe. And some people say, hey, it's not enough. Some people are satisfied with what it actually is, and some just feel like, hey, it's just really too much. And we actually had a call talking about that a few months ago about privacy and, you know, if it's enough. So as we get into our call tonight, I want you guys to just think about something, and you'll share your answer in a few minutes. With the privacy that we have in America, are you comfortable with it? Are you not comfortable with it? What would you change or what more do you actually need? And do you think that people are actually maybe taking advantage of or doing a little too more? Just ponder on those as we get into our call. Because you're being watched everywhere you go. And I want to know how you ladies feel about it. I was in D.C. a few weeks ago, and I think I must have been living under a rock for a while because sometimes I just don't pay attention, I guess. Because as I was at the intersection, I happened to look up and said, wow, that's a camera. And I guess I should have known, hell, girl, you're in D.C. <laughs> of course, there's cameras even on the streets at the stop sign. But there were cameras everywhere, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. And I didn't really realize that they were literally everywhere. And I said, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And then I thought about a few TV shows that I saw about artificial intelligence, facial recognition, how regardless of where you are in the world, you know, they have, the government has this thing they can just kind of put in your facial image, and wherever you are, they can find you because they got all these cameras pinging, okay? Also, I was visiting a friend when I was in the D.C. area, and she lived in, she lived in an extremely nice housing development. And guess what? As you enter in, boom, camera. And and the camera was so big, and it was like going red, green, kind of like it was an intersection, but it wasn't. It was entering it to the housing development. So, again, everywhere, cameras. And lastly, about two weeks ago, I was visiting a family member in Georgia. I got in her car to go and run some errands, and her grandson said, hey, she got cameras in there. So when I got in, it was a little camera in the dashboard. So I just kind of like moved it to the side because I didn't really know what it was for real, for real. I knew it was a camera, but I didn't know how it worked. But I just didn't want it looking at my face just in case it was working. So I just turned it politely <laughs> to the side as if someone was maybe sitting in the, dry, in the passenger side. Nobody was, but I just turned it out of my face basically. So because I didn't want to drive in somebody else's car with a camera just like looking at me in my freaking face. I later found out that not only does her camera do live feed, it also records. And she has the app on her phone. I was a little taken back by that. So this is a time that we're living in, and everything is literally being recorded, even our call right now. So don't say something you don't want people to know you said. I, of course, can understand the need for this and the benefits for this. Look at 9-11, and I know right after that, there are so many provisions put in place, even at the airport. You barely have to get naked to get on the airplane. Literally, they're checking your hair 
everything, and of course we know that it's necessary. Now, let's look at living situations and cameras. Is everyone pretty much familiar with something called Airbnb? Yes. Yeah. Is there anyone that's on here that has no idea what Airbnb is? Okay, I don't blame you. If I didn't know, I wouldn't say I didn't know either. Well, Airbnb's revenue was $250 million. That was back in 2013, about a third of that. Now it's projected by 2020, this year, it will be at about $10 billion. So we know this is a pretty good type of business, almost probably a $10 billion company. So with that being said, we all are familiar with what Airbnb is. Well, of course, for me, I love the fact that Airbnb has this app, and you can fill out a profile, and you can kind of look at places you want to stay, or if you're renting your place out, you can do your profile. And when people come, you can do reviews and so on and so forth. So the question I want to ask you, ladies, is this. How much do you really know about Airbnb, and do you know of any Airbnb horror story or maybe an Airbnb success story or if your personal experience with Airbnb. All right, let's go to 209. Any Airbnb story you want to share? I've never used Airbnb. Um, I have heard stories mainly from my passengers when I was driving Lyft and Uber a lot um, about their experiences with Airbnb. Most stories have, have sounded positive. There were some horror stories about dirty Airbnbs. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. The 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 you know the horror stories that I heard were mostly complaints about how dirty the place might have been, or the owner wasn't upkeeping it. You know things like that. Really? Oh wow, that is really interesting because I know a lot of times they give so many reviews. And if the place is not immaculate, they're definitely going to get a not good review. And no one wants to stay at any Airbnb with bad reviews. So that's really interesting, Kay. Thanks for sharing that. Right. All right, how about you? Usually, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, usually when they when I heard those kind of horror stories, they weren't places like I think maybe one or two places were in America, but usually they were like overseas type of places, you know, okay. like in, in other countries, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, how about you, Corinne? Um, yeah, actually, I have stayed in an Airbnb twice. Um, one time, I actually did not rent the Airbnb. Someone else rented it for me, um, and I was staying there um, in California. And it was a really nice apartment. Um, the only issue I had was I accidentally locked myself out. <laughs> so I locked um, the one door that I didn't have a key to. And um, I had to wait for the owner to come and, and let me back in. Um, that was the only issue with that, but I didn't have to wait long for the owner. Um, and then the second time I stayed in the Airbnb was recent, um, and that was back in July, and I actually just left September 1st. And um, that was a, a good experience. It was inside of a secure building. Um, it was definitely clean. Um, so I with that particular experience, it was a good experience both times other than the fact that, you know, I let myself out the first time, but that was my fault. Um, the only horror okay. story that I've heard of, which I don't have a personal experience of, um, but I did hear about someone experiencing where it was a recording device inside of the cable box. 
um, and they wind up uh, seeing the blinking light, and then they did an investigation, and I guess that that particular um, owner had did that to other people. They were recording them. What? And yeah. you know, they have a cable box? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so was it they not a visible? No, whoever it was, they were, you know, skillful apparently. And they had it, like, the only reason they noticed it, because one day they noticed a red blank and white on the cable box. Wow. Okay. All right. So How about you, Alexis? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kay. Yeah, I, I asked the question, it, was the camera in the bedroom? Like, where was it? Um, from what I understand, it was just in the living room. Oh, okay. Got it. Oh, wow. Okay. How about you, Alexis? Um, I stayed in an Airbnb twice, both in the same area. It was in Rehoboth um, Beach, Delaware. The first time I paid it, myself when my sister and I decided to go to the beach for a week. It was actually a very good experience. There was a minimum age you had to be to rent the place. And um, if you had anybody younger, you had to declare them in the house. And of course, you have to be careful. You have to read through the contract. And I actually really did enjoy that place. It was very immaculate, very clean. And the owner was always available to return phone calls or such if there was any questions. The second time, we stayed at a house, and it was the three of us, my cousin, my sister, and myself at a house at Rehoboth Beach. It was a nice house, except for um, the neighbors were kind of loud, but that was not surprising because it was a whole bunch of college students. Okay. That definitely um is interesting. I've actually also never stayed in an Airbnb. I actually am a hotel lover for real for real. Um, however I know that a lot of people do, especially when you have groups, so I can definitely see the benefits of an Airbnb. Um in reference to what Corinne said, you know, in reference to that camera, I wanna read something, but yeah, when you rent an Airbnb, um there's so many different things so what it says here, actually, in reference to articles and guidelines, Airbnb standards require that all members of the Airbnb community respect each other's privacy. More specifically, we require hosts to disclose all security cameras and other recording devices in their listings, and we prohibit any security cameras and any other recordings that are in or that observe the interior of certain private areas such as bedrooms and bathrooms and that definitely goes without saying rules for hosts if you're a host and you have any type of security camera or other recording device in or around listings even if it's not turned on or hooked up we require that you indicate it in this presence in the actual house you have to let someone know even if it's not hooked up and as far as guests if you're a guest, our standard and expectations require that you not spy on other people or otherwise violate others' privacy. Our policy prohibits the use of security cameras or any other recording device by a guest to monitor or host by any third party. All right, so with that being said, let me ask you ladies this. 
when you rent an Airbnb or even a room from people, you have certain responsibilities and obligations, and I just read some of those. What would be some of your responsibilities and obligations if you were the actual host? If you hosted this place, Corinne, what do you think you would do? If people were going to come into your home and say, your Airbnb, what would be some of your um, um, rules and regulations? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny that you said about the recording device um, because when I rented, because I didn't rent the first um, Airbnb. When I rented the second one um, that I stayed at, um, it did specify that it was a no recording. Um, it says something into the terms of what you said about it was no recording um, allowed on the premises, which told me that they must have not had cameras in the um, building. But um, that as a host, I would want it near my entrances. So in the front of my building or, or unit, and then the, maybe if I had a rear um, entrance. But in terms of having it inside of my house, I think that would be a vision of privacy for whoever's staying at the house. Okay. How about how about you, Ms. K? Um, I think my responsibility as the owner of an Airbnb would be to, of course, make sure that everything is clean, that they have the available supplies that they need, um, sheets, blankets, you know, things that are have been cleansed and disinfected, um, you know, things like that. You want to make sure that it's nice, as nice as a hotel would be, nicer even, because, you know, sometimes hotels are not even up to standard. So you want to make sure your premises are nice. Now, you know, this is so far as the camera, I think that, you know, like having cameras up in the house, um, that, that's kind of iffy. Like, why why would you, I mean, what would be your reasons for wanting cameras in the house? Are you trying to make sure that they're not bringing in drugs? Are you trying to make sure they're not bringing in prostitutes? Like, what is your reasoning behind having cameras? And then if you do have cameras, you have to legally let them know that there are cameras in the house. Like you can't just, because you can't record someone without their consent. First of all, um, that's illegal. So, you know, you would have to have that in your paperwork. They would have to know ahead of time that there are cameras and they would have to know where the locations of the cameras were. So, I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about that's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to come back to you on that. I'm glad you actually mentioned that. How about you, Alexis? What are your thoughts and feelings about that? You were actual host. I here's the thing. When somebody is in your house and stuff like that, I have in mind that I will have cameras in the common areas. I will not have cameras in the bedroom and such like that. So, oh, hell yeah, I'm definitely going to put cameras in my house because God knows what these people are going to do in my house. God forbid they damage my property. God forbid they do something illegal. It's my house. So I'm legally tied to that house. If something happens in there, I'm going to be responsible, regardless whether I'm home, regardless whether it's a rental property. Yes, by law. I will definitely put it in the contract to let them know that the house has cameras in it. No, I will not put it in bathrooms. No, I will not put it in the bedrooms, just the common area, front and rear entrances and such like that. Also, um, I will not provide blankets and sheets and stuff like that. The only reason why I will say that is 
personal hygiene and stuff. Sometimes, depending where your vacation rental is, you have back-to-back-to-back-to-back bookings. And not all your renters are going to be washing those sheets and blanket on their last night or the last day before they leave. So what are you going to do if somebody is running a little late and they don't wash the sheets and blanket and they leave your house a mess? So I'm sorry, oh, Alexis. but you're going to bring, you're going to bring but, your no, own. No, 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 ma'am, Alexis. I'm going to invite you to a call to about concierge at Airbnb. That is one of the luxuries, and that's why some people hire companies to go in and clean the house and the linen, that's a benefit of having all the linen, having it plush, having the the mints on the pillows and all this stuff. Like there are a lot of people that do Airbnb and they go out of their way. They clean the carpet. They have the house. I mean, the house is immaculate. <laughs> they probably spend so much on cleaning and getting the house ready. Well, then they I even make was... because they love it. You said what? See, I got, see, here's the thing. I'm going to be 100% honest. <laughs> I'm a little skeevy when it comes to other people's linens because I don't know when the last time they were washed, okay? I'm just going to be 100% honest. I'd rather just use my own things to be on the safe side. <laughs> and, yes, Understood. Understood. That, that most likely will bring my own linens to a hotel because, no offense, I'm a healthcare major, okay? I'm not going to gross everybody else out. Everybody can enjoy their luxury and stuff like that. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, no. On I that totally, note, I totally, I totally on, on that note, this is this is Tawanda. One second. On that note, this is Tawanda with Clutch by Real Girlfriends, and we're going to break to get everyone a chance okay. to calm down. And when we come back, we'll hear from you, Kay. Real Girlfriends Across America is on Patreon. Please follow us at patreon.com forward slash Real Girlfriends Across America. We strive to bring good content and we appreciate every show of support. Your donation could make a world of difference. Thank you for listening and all that you do. Nineteen years ago on today, America had one of the biggest catastrophes that we ever had. And I know that it is something that I will never forget about. I am not sure about you. So what we want to share today in our trending news is to ask everyone that has listened to this to please take a few seconds and remember what happened 19 years ago, whether it was someone that was in your family someone that you knew from work, or just something you saw from the news, remembering those that we lost and those that were affected by the attack of 9-11. Please, with me, take a moment of silence. Thank you so much for doing that. And as we continue to move forward, Let's take this day as 9-11 as a milestone to move forward and create all things that are positive, see what we can do to help and be a blessing to other people. This is Clutch by Real Girlfriends Across America. 
And we're back talking about privacy and cameras. And I know that Kay is over there on the edge of her seat with her comment. However, let me give you additional information to add to whatever it is that you're going to share with us. I was talking to a few people that actually do host Airbnb, and they actually love it. And they end up adding cameras into their house, and they caught people damaging their home. And they told me several stories of one family was actually renting the house, I think five people, and they looked on the camera and saw about 30 people in their house. And they actually had a whole event inside their house. So it's been a lot of stories. I've talked to people that says, hey, I had people rent my Airbnb, and they had parties at my house, a whole full-fledged party where things were damaged in my home to where there was even a lawsuit against the actual renters. So there's definitely been a lot of horror stories. You know, a lot of times we think about Airbnb, someone rents to have more space, to have group events, and et cetera, et cetera. But there are people who just damage it just like they would a hotel. And we know hotels charge deposits just in case you actually damage the property. So that is definitely some reason why people started adding cameras and actually being able to get the camera on the live feed so you can see what's going on every single minute. But we'll go back out to UK um, to share your comment, and thank you so much. Um, yeah. I mean, I've thought about this because I actually have considered um, doing an Airbnb before I changed my mind and just went to regular renters. And, um, I mean, honestly, if I were to rent an, Air, an Airbnb as a customer or as a client, and then to enter that place and there's no sheets and there's no blankets and there's no, you know, basic amenities, I would immediately want my money back. Like, especially if I wasn't thinking of, oh, I need to bring my own sheets or, or I need to bring my own blankets and my own pillows. Like, I'd be like, what did I pay for? This is ridiculous. I'd be upset. <laughs> so, oh, and, you know, and that's why most of it is in the contract. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and so I can't imagine doing that to, to somebody else. Like, these people are renting this place. Probably, you know, maybe they're tired. Maybe they're traveling. They just want to sleep. They just want to relax. Yeah, the sheets and blankets might be, get damaged, but in the general scheme of things, just compared to how much you're making off of an Airbnb, the price of sheets is not that expensive. You can get sheets for a couple of dollars at Walmart. Like, it's not that expensive. You know, so whether you have to clean them or whether you just have to change them and get new ones, I, I mean, just give them some sheets, man. <laughs> I mean, like, in the contract that I had with my AMB, it it stated you needed to bring your own linens, like the pots, the pans, and all the other things that you will find traditionally by staying at home you have. But for me, no, thank you. Like, I mean, like, of course, when we first got to the Airbnb and stuff like that, we washed all the pillows and stuff like that, but still. Yeah, I definitely can under, understand it. But, yeah, that wouldn't be one that I would say yet because I would pay extra for a nice place that – and, the, and really the picture that you see on the website of the room that's available, how the bed is all made with the linen, because you you invest. It's like it's a business. That's why it, it will be a, a $10 billion business in 2020 because people take pride in these Airbnbs. But we're not going to get lost. We'll, we'll revisit that at the next call on Airbnb host. I was actually looking at 
doing an Airbnb and being a host. But when I saw what people were doing, I said, no, mm-mm, I'm not going to do all that. And, and But you have people that love host, hosting and they're ideal for it. So would it be a consensus of everyone? Because we're talking about Airbnbs right now and cameras and privacy. So, ladies, would you all say, that you are okay if you are hosting the Airbnb, if you are the host, that you are okay with putting cameras just to protect your property. Is that a consensus? Yes, yes, and yes. Oh hell yeah, you would be an idiot. Okay, okay, and uh, is that a yes to you also, Corinne? On the outside, but I wouldn't put it on the inside. Okay, all right, and, and is that a yes to you as well? And we're talking about if you're the host, because I'm going to flip the question in just a second, but is that a consensus that it's okay with an Airbnb if you were the host, um, Kay, that you would have cameras? Uh, you know, I think at first my answer would have been no, um, just because of privacy concerns and also, you know, like you're less likely to – I mean, some people just don't like cameras, so you might limit um, the amount of clients you get um, if you have cameras, because you have to let them know, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I heard I heard her point about you know um, some some clients bringing in parties of fifty people and purposefully damaging things, and so I think it might be something I might I might think about or consider. I would want to try it without cameras first. Now, if my property did get damaged repeatedly, then I think I might I might be more inclined to do that. I think I would have to try it without first though, because. I just, I don't like okay. the idea of cameras. Like, you know, I just, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Now, let me flip this, ladies. Let's say you are renting the Airbnb. You are the customer. And what would be your preference and stance on a house filled with cameras inside and outside? What would you be comfortable with? Because remember, they are supposed to disclose this. So you're going to read this. You're going to choose this Airbnb. And you're only going to be there for three or four days. What would you be comfortable with and what would you not be comfortable with? We'll start with you, um, Corinne. Um, so what what I would expect would be the same thing that I would do. So if they had cameras on the outside to see who's entering and leaving, I'm fine with that. Um, but I think if they, you know, are listening, if they have it in the living room or the hallways, I wouldn't feel comfortable because if I want to walk around half naked, I don't want to have to, like, them, oh, crap, they have a camera, and then let me hurry up and throw some clothes on. I want to be comfortable. <laughs> One thing with in reference to that, what you said is, as a host, the same thing I would do as a host would be the same thing I want to receive as a guest, correct? Yes, that's correct. Corinne, absolutely. Yes. Talk to us. Alexis, if you were the customer. I mean, I don't care about cameras because, to be perfectly honest, I live in a world full of cameras, whether I know it or not. So as long as I read the contract carefully, as long as they disclose where the cameras are, and I know for sure it's not in the bedroom and stuff like that, I'm perfectly fine with it. It really doesn't make a difference to me because the whole point of me renting an Airbnb is just most likely it's cheaper in the long run with the conveniences than it is to stay in a hotel. So I'm not staying at the 
Airbnb to just chill because if I was going to do that, I might as well save my money and stay at home. So Airbnb to me is just a place to sleep where I'm able to save more money renting a Airbnb than I would in a hotel. Because if I stayed in a hotel, I have the added cost of eating out and etc. It's just cheaper to rent a, a Airbnb because the price, average price per night is the same as a hotel. Plus, I'm allowed to cook my own meals. I have the refrigerator and the freezer to buy food or snacks and such. Oh. Okay. How about you, Kay? Um, I think I think I'm gonna lean towards what Corinne said because I have the tendency to run around um in the bus and I would I would I, I would be done forgot there were cameras anywhere. <laughs> have all my business I think. <laughs> Yes, 
Now, I want to do one on you, too. So you're fine with that as well, right? That's fine. Okay. All right. So you're fine with also getting one done on you. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When, When somebody is renting your house and you're not in that house, it's quite different than when you are in the house and somebody else is renting, right? So unless you are fortunate enough to have a house that is split level where you turned your basement into an apartment and they're not going to be in your living area, if they're going to be in my living area, if I'm going to have to see them walking in and out of my house and stuff like that, I just, I'm not, I just rather make sure that you're not Ted Bundy in disguise or the Green River Killer or what was that guy that killed in San Francisco, the Golden Gate serial killer or something like that. I'm sorry. I watch way too many forensic files and real true life crime TV for my own good. So, yep, I'm insisting on that credit check and background check. Okay. So let me ask you. So from running the credit check and the background check, is that going to determine if they are a killer or not? I am most likely looking for, how do I put this nicely, a criminal record. Okay. Like if you, most so most if criminals you have can, no record. True. It's also determined <laughs> on an in-person interview, but you'll be mm-hmm. very surprised what a person's record can reveal about them. Like, especially if you look at someone's credit history and it's like no credit activity for extended period of time. It makes you wonder. Okay. Right? So, you're basically, so basically you're going to check them out. Yep. And you're okay with them checking you out as well, correct? Of course, because would you want to go move into somebody's house for six months and you didn't know who that person was and you have to live every day side by side with them? I don't know. That's why we're doing this call. I'm trying to find out what the going rate is for what you do, what you don't do. So thank you, Alexis. Talk to us. Talk to us about that, Corinne. Um, now I'm staying with you for three months or more. What do you want? What you want to check out? I would be afraid, honestly. Um, even when I was looking, you know, I'm currently looking for a place now and looking, I, I don't think I would even want to rent a room. Um, it just is too many people, personalities you don't know. And it's like, you don't really get to know that person before you're like, okay, I'm going to, live with you and I'm just like when you said the um the question the first thing that popped in my head was stranger danger I I, just, I, I don't know if I could <laughs> like ever prepare myself to live with strangers and I, I know everyone's different I know a lot of people that you know do the roommate thing and they have no problem with it me personally I just I, I couldn't do it Wow. And before you go, Kay, I got I to gotta share this really, really quickly in reference to what you just said, Corinne, on stranger danger. Long story short, I worked at a company where it was involving group homes, and we would take the clients, which was um, adults that had um, developmental disabilities. And I think we went to the beach or something like that. But bottom line is we had the staff that had – we had like one staff would be in a room with like two of the clients – I can't remember how, I think the staff might have slipped on a cot or something. And I went as an administrator and one of the supervisors went and her and I shared a room. 
again, I work with her probably about a year, but I don't know her personally. And do you know one night, we were in the hotel room, two two beds, right? I woke up one night, but I'll never forget this. You know, I'm sleeping in one bed, she's in the other, but we're both facing each other, like, in the bed. You can kind of imagine that. I woke up from my sleep, and do you know she was looking at me? <laughs> I said, ah, what are you me? And she said, girl, why are you yelling? Calm down. But I cannot go to sleep for the rest of the night or the rest of the day because <laughs> then I started thinking she might have been terrible new sister. She was gonna kill me. <laughs> Can you even imagine that though? No. <laughs> yeah, but that was strange. That was so strange. So I, I can relate to what you're saying, Corinne, about stranger danger. <laughs> All right, talk to us, Kay. What would you do different if, if it was a long-term situation? I mean, I've considered it. Um, again, before I found my renters, I actually did consider renting out the other room. And um, I had roommates because they'd basically be like a roommate almost, you know. And I had roommates in college, and it was not a pleasant experience. Um, I had some horror stories that happened. And you have to, you know, get along well with the person. If they're going to be there a lot, you will probably bump into them more often than not. Um, You have to decide how you're going to break down the food arrangements, you know, where you keep your food, where they keep their food. And some people don't have boundaries when it comes to food. Like, they will just up and eat your food like they paid for it, (laughs) you know. So, and those are all kind of things that happen when you have people living in your house with you, like they get familiar and then they forget their manners or maybe they just didn't get raised the same way you did, you know? And then on top of that, I have a small child. So not only would I have to do a background check and a credit check, I would also limit the people that I rented to, to females. I wouldn't want men up in my house. Like why would I be renting to men when I'm a single woman with a little girl? Like that's just not wise. Right, so it, yeah, it would be more sense. difficult. Even. Yeah, I, it it just would be more difficult for me to find renters to to just share, you know, to rent one room to than to just rent out the whole apartment. Okay, now Kay, let me ask you in reference to the background and credit check, are you willing to have one done on you as well? Yeah, sure. I mean, they can do whatever they want, but it's my place. <laughs> Like I decided, well, I, 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 and I know that, and I, you know, and I asked that, re- I asked it for a specific reason. One of the things mm-hmm. is just like Alexis mentioned, you don't know who's coming to your house, but at, on the flip side, you don't know whose house you're going into. And when you run mm-hmm. check, credit checks and background checks, you're giving someone your social security number. I'm not giving anybody my social security number, and don't ask me for mine if you're not gonna give me yours. You understand what I'm saying? Even with employers, mm-hmm. we have to be careful which is why we're talking about privacy and cameras, because um, I, I know this elderly lady that had gotten her, um, I think, direct TV or something in her house, and I was over there um, going over something with her, and a guy, that he was very nice. He was trying to hook up her, you know, logins for this and that, et cetera, because she wanted to be able to give it to her kids, and he was going to set all that up. Then he asked her for, like, the mother's maiden name, the password, and I said, why are you asking her for all that? And he said, I was going to set everything up for her. I said, oh, no, we're good. I'll make sure that she gets all that set up. You're doing a little too much. And I thought it was very nice for him to be willing to do that. But 
if people don't people don't realize it's a lot of people that work at these companies and these these positions that's robbing your bank account, that's taking your identity and doing all the different stuff because they had the job already, just like the policeman. Who doesn't trust a policeman? And because we already trust these people, it's easier to do certain types of things. You know what I'm saying? So that's my only thing is if if you're if, if I'm renting from UK, I understand exactly why you would want that, but you could also misuse my information. So I wouldn't ask for something I wasn't willing to give. We just have to keep that in mind. Um, are you with me on that, or are you going to fight me against that? Because I know you always going to buck anyway. That's hilarious. Um, no, I, I kind of get what you're, where you're coming from. Like, I'm not about to give my Social Security number to anybody who's going to rent from me because, they like, why? Like, they don't need it. Um, so if they want to do a background check, they're going to have to do it without all that information. So They have yeah. to go to Google. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, actually, a way, oh, see, a way around it is, for example, if I own several properties and I was going to rent long term, I understand about not putting your social security number on there. I understand about not giving that to a stranger. I would be perfectly okay with both going to the same background check place and then they can fill out the form themselves i won't even have access to it i'll fill out the form myself they'll run the background check and then you can redact any personal information like your full name your birthday and your social security number and you'll just exchange reports that's one way to get around that because i'm definitely not writing to somebody long term without that background check and without that credit check sorry not happening Talk to us, Karen. What's your thoughts about that? Oh, I was just going to say something um, about the the Comcast guy, the cable guy. Like, um, it's important not to just give your information, like you said, because I didn't realize until recently, a lot of times they're independent contractors. So there are people that they just hired to fill that role. Um, and so they're just, they really don't know who they, they're not really with the company. So they can be selling your information, doing a side hustle. Yes. Yes. Man. And they definitely don't need to have mother's maiden name (laughs) for a cable. I used to work for the cable company. (sighs) Hmm. And typically. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, go ahead. Typically, yeah, typically these people in these companies will tell you if they're if they're straight, right? They'll tell you that they won't ask for your password. Like there should be no reason why you're giving out past your password or certain like there's certain information you have to give them for them to verify your account, but there's other information that they're just not gonna ask for, you know? Yeah, even yeah, sometimes Oh oh no, I was no, go gonna ahead. say this is the um I was just going to say when we used to send out um, our contract, well, the, you know, the delivery guys, the, you know, the, I can't think of the word right now, but we used to send out the workers to do the, the jobs or whatever. Even when they set up your account, they would put in a password, they'll make up one, and they'll say you can change mm-hmm. it later. So mm-hmm, it's been, mm-hmm. like they shouldn't be asking you for information other than your phone number and the address, confirming your address. Yeah, he was being real helpful. But, you know, honestly, like I've helped so many people set up accounts and passwords, and what I always do, I'll say, listen, put on this screen right here, 
type in a word that you're going to remember, especially if somebody that can rem- they don't know how to do it, but they know how to put in a word and they can remember. And I'll say, write it down. Don't let nobody see it, not even me, because I want to train them that privacy is important. Like with my mom, she went and got an alarm system put in, I guess almost a year and a half, two years ago. And I wasn't there when the guy came, and he upgraded her ass like nothing, like literally, because she's 70 years old. He said, oh, we get this. She got all kind of shit. And I was livid because I had already told her this is a package, this would come with it. But he sold, but what she didn't, what he didn't really tell, she had no idea she was paying on her bill. It was, she just didn't pay that day. You understand? She he upgraded her like no. Now and she she got the little, the little hand thing. You can turn your lawnmower. I mean, yeah, that was really cute and stuff like that. That wasn't a big deal. But that that's the thing. People will prey on vulnerable adults. And people that they don't know, and they be done upgrade you. You be have all types of shit, and your bill be three hundred dollars a month when it's supposed to be eighty nine. So yeah, you definitely have to be careful about that. And we only have a few more minutes, but as we're talking about privacy and cameras, I do understand, especially like Kay was talking about having a daughter. If you have a child, you definitely, I'm sure, don't want a male roommate. But you have to just really be careful, especially when you're dealing with people you don't know. And honestly speaking, I don't know how you ladies feel about this, but sometimes you got to be careful dealing with folks you do know. Because when you look at people who get molested and abused, it's mostly about people who you know. It's not really as, as many times by complete strangers. And there's a movie I always talk about. I, most people I ask about it, they've never seen the movie before, but it's called Single White Female. Is there anyone on the line that's seen that movie? Yes. <laughs> I was I was holding my breath like, please, at least one person. Corinne, what are your thoughts about that movie? <laughs> it's so funny because actually someone was just talking about that today because they're referring to um, the the female <laughs> without getting too too much uh too much um they were describing someone as being a, a single white female um being that she's obsessive um that she's not rational basically and she basically embodies somebody else's whole persona wow and that movie Kay and Alexis was really about a girl renting a room out and the the girl that she rented to became obsessed with her started t- taking her clothes um i think she slept with her man it was just basically a crazy psychotic type situation, and that's probably a twenty year old movie. However, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of situations like that: single white female, single black female, single Mexican female, and so on and so forth. So, really, the bottom line is we understand that privacy in America has changed, and cameras are everywhere. The question is not just who are you watching. <laughs> Who is watching you? That's the other thing you got to think about. Also, some home security laws that you need to know, you definitely want to think about, you can definitely upgrade your home. Your Well, not so much your apartment, but your home, and make it a smart home, even with the locks and so many different things in reference to that. Find out which laws address home security cameras, because a lot of times people don't know if they're violating the law or not. Find out where can you have a security camera in your home and make sure that it's not in a place that's going to violate anyone if they're renting from you, whether long-term or short-term. Find out also, is audio surveillance different from video surveillance, and can I have it or not? 
because there's a difference with the camera as well as being recorded. Also, do you need to register your security camera system? Also, you need to find that out because we also, in addition to living in a place where there's cameras everywhere, people are too happy and they're looking for a reason to sue you. <laughs> How about, ladies, as we close out tonight, coming up to the door, you're ringing the doorbell and smiles for the camera. Have you ever went to visit anyone <laughs> and they have the video right at the doorbell? If so, what were your thoughts about that? <laughs> I mean, I think I'm I've never actually been to a house where there were cameras outside. I've actually worked in a home for a family that has cameras everywhere so they can keep an eye on their loved one and the healthcare professionals who are in the home, which is understandable. It's written into the contract. You clearly can see where the cameras are. And in that home, I literally had a family member call me and tell me, yeah, it's fine that you're studying since mama is sleeping, but I think mama woke up. So can you turn the TV channel to something mama would enjoy? That's a little <laughs> bit creepy. But other okay. than that, you know what? I'm perfectly fine. I'm not doing anything wrong. So as long as I'm not harming anybody, as long as I'm doing my job, I have nothing to worry about so I didn't mind plus I was being paid very well for that gig so okay how about you Corinne um I think that I I wouldn't um want it I guess like in the working type of situation I would understand um it being there um if I was in the position where Alexis um is uh, otherwise, I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily want to be recorded all the time. <laughs> Smile, you're a candid camera. You know, one thing before you give your comment, Kay, just like um, Corinne said in reference to when you're at home or even if you're home away from home, you want to be comfortable. I'm one of those people, when I walk in the door, I'm stripping. <laughs> time I walk in the door. So it's different when you have a house where you have a whole bunch of cameras. Hell, you're the one that's going to see them. But when you're not the one that's going to see them, yeah, it's a little different. So that definitely, to me, is worth a conversation to be had. What are your thoughts, Kay? Coming up to the doorbell and smile, you're on candid camera. Is that a comfortable situation for you if you're visiting someone that has that? Because you know if they have the doorbell, it's going to be everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I probably won't want to visit them too much. I I don't like being I I don't like the feeling of being watched. It makes me feel like I'm being controlled and I'm a rebel at heart. I just don't react well to being controlled. <laughs> like I'm li- likely to do the exact opposite of whatever it is I think you want me to do. So, I just I don't think I would like to be in those kind of I don't I mean it it would have to be paying pretty well and I would I would have to be desperate enough to need that kind of money to be in that kind of situation, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Last question for the night, ladies. Give me your answer in one minute or less, 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 less. If you were going to have a long-term renter, and I know what you said you would want, background checks, et cetera, et cetera, is this negotiable? They say, listen, this is who I am. This is my credit. This is why I need this place. 
please no cameras, please no background check. Is this negotiable for you or not? Yes or no, Alexis? Hell no. <laughs> Sorry, Corinne. They, they can go rent from someone else. Um, it's negotiable. It, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Um, like I, I said before, I, I would feel comfortable if it's in my entrances, so I can see who's going in and out. And, you know, in case of let's say it was a home invasion or something, I can say, okay, this is who went in the house and who's left the house. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting it inside of my house, nor would I feel comfortable someone recording me. So I wouldn't do it to them. Okay. Okay. And is this is in terms of it. This is in terms of it being an Airbnb, right? A long-term rental. Oh, a long-term rental. No, background checks are necessary because, and and I have a place that I am currently rented out, renting out, and I had people with criminal histories. I mean, they were vocal enough to tell me, but if they weren't, you know, that could have been an issue. I had people with, you know, addictions. Like, you need to know that stuff because that could affect your money. Like, that could affect them paying you your money on time. So, yeah, background background check is non non negotiable. Cameras, you know, I'm not I'm not I didn't put any cameras in my in my rental unit. Okay, gotcha. Incredible call, ladies. Thank you for the feedback. And just remember, if you're looking to rent an Airbnb, you might not want to rent from Alexis because she's not give you a lot of amenities. This is Tawanda <laughs> Clutch at Real Girlfriends Across America talking about privacy and camera. And lastly, remember 9-11. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned.